It's time for the latest buzz on pets from around the corner, down the block, and across the world with award-winning journalist, author, speaker, educator, and host, Arden Moore. Arden has twice been named by Oprah Winfrey as one of her top three pet hosts. The New York Times has named Arden one of their top ten hosts. And just this year, the Dog Writers Association of America has given this show, Four-Legged Life, its top radio award. Arden is driven to live her motto, bringing out the best in pets and their people. So snuggle up with your favorite fur baby, because it's time for another episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. And we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Tevra Pet, for a happier and healthier pet. Online at tevrapet.com. And also by Soda Pup, committed to providing top quality American-made toys and enrichment products you can trust. Online at sodapup.com. And also our good friend Janice at Save My Pet ID Tag. Your pets are never alone when you own Save My Pet ID Tag. Online at savemypetidtag.com. Welcome to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. You may have heard of Zymox, Oratine, Pet King Brands. Now, it's time to learn about the Bosco family. They're the family behind Pet King Brands. And here to share their story is Billy Bosco. Welcome to the show, Billy. That is a great opener. It's going to be hard to top that or live to that hype. <laughs> I couldn't be here. Your mom founded Pet King Brands, I guess, in 1998. Is that correct? Correct. It is actually a beautiful story how that started. We had a dog, Elizabeth, who had an ear infection, chronic, and it was going to require surgery. Okay. At the time, you know, we were not able to afford surgery. So my mom happened to come from a family of brilliant scientists. So she reached out to her brother, my late uncle, Michael Pellico who was like mm-hmm. a, a modern day Tony Stark. He could figure out anything with chemistry. Wow. Wait a minute. We got to pause on that. A modern day Tony Stark. I love, I love that. Keep going. He's a, he was a brilliant man and he was actually the developer behind the dry mouth mouthwash bioteam. So he knew all about enzyme systems. So my mom came to him with this problem. She said, hey, I need help. We can't afford the surgery. I need this dog to survive. So he... Over the weekend, developed this enzyme. He didn't develop it. He already had it in place. He found a way to use it into a product. And within three to five days, our dog's ear cleared up. And my mom told him, I think we're on something here. So it's kind of like a... Well, let's... And Elizabeth was a German shepherd, right? Correct. So we're not we're not aging you, man, because you're the second generation. We need second generation. This is 1998. How old were you in 1998? Three years old. <laughs> But everybody remembers their first pet. I mean, I bet to you, Elizabeth was quite a dog. Oh, she was. Yeah. We had three dogs at the time. A small pug, a adorable little slightly overweight Rottweiler and Elizabeth, our German Shepherd. So your mom, Pamela Bosco, started Pet King Brands with with the, the help, though, of many family members, including your genius uncle and Mike, Michael, right? And yeah. And so you could do anything. What made you say, I want to continue in the family business? You know, growing up and seeing all the hard work my mom put into it, you know, she was gone for a lot of our childhood because my father had passed away at the same time she started the company too. So she needed to succeed. So growing up watching that as a kid, you can't really understand it as well. But once you get to, you know, high school, college level and post-college, you realize all the sacrifices your family had made to get to where you are today. 
So she always told us, you know, I started this business. So you had the opportunity to choose what you wanted to do. But truth be told, at this point in my life, all I want to do is honor my late uncle's legacy and my mom's legacy by keeping the family business going. And there's how many there's you have three other siblings. They probably want to hear their name. So be a good sibling. You want to shout out to your other sibs? Yes. My other siblings are my best friends. I have a youngest brother, Johnny, an older brother, Peter, an older sister, Helen, and an older sister, Cassandra. Nice. So tell us your role at Pet King Brands. Right. So as the son of the owner, you get to the opportunity to wear a lot of hats. And sometimes yeah. <laughs> you do something and sometimes you ask to do something. So my, <laughs> my main job is research and development. So I work with our manufacturer, my late uncle's manufacturing company, and we work on new product development, you know, market research, creating new products, new innovative ways, like our new, newest product, Xylophon for reptiles. So yeah. that is one avenue. I also would work on content creation. You know, we are an older company, semi-old, but our YouTube channel was a little bit lacking. So I said, hey, you know, I'm young. I'm full of energy. Yes. Go create some new content out there to become more like a modern day company. So it's content creation as well as research and development for new products. And... We want to get to the the real nugget of what Pet King Brands is all about, and it's the letter E, and that is enzyme-based and no antibiotics. What does that mean to the average pet parent? So most of the time, people, and of course, we love vets because we started with the vets. Most pet owners only think that most of their problems they have with their animals, they need to go to a vet. And of course, the vets work, but sometimes it's a little more costly bill, and sometimes Antibiotics can come with some side effects and bacteria can get resistance towards antibiotics sometimes. So right. we say we stand out as we are a non-toxic, non-species specific alternative to antibiotics. The enzyme system my uncle made is a brilliant chemistry system behind it and bacteria can never get the resistance towards enzymes. So we like to say we are a antibiotic alternative. All right. And it's in different realms. We're talking dental, skin, shampoos, conditioners. We're going to dance around a little bit, but I want people to know that you just came back from Super Zoo. How did Pet King Brands do? And what the hell is Z-Y-L-A-F-E-N? I haven't tattooed it on my forearm yet. How do you pronounce it? Xylophen. This is the new generation, right? You've been helping cats, dogs, horses, leaping lizards. What is this? So I want everyone to know that we are non-species specific. So the same enzyme system can be used on all of these animals. But nice. what we have learned is consumers like to see the animal or the pet yes. they are on the label. So xylophen is our way of saying, hey, we are not just cats and dogs. These enzymes will work on your reptiles. Now, reptiles, they are very robust animals, but they do often have skin-related issues. Okay. Setting. So the same enzymes that we use on our topical creams can be used on the reptiles. And that's kind of revolutionary, don't you think? Because you're, you've been in business a quarter century, and what I'm hearing is you guys don't just sit on your laurels. You reach out to lizards and turtles. Yes. <laughs> yes. I will say what helped that is growing up, my mom... I think had one of each animal growing up. So we had reptiles, we had tarantulas, we had rabbits, we had snakes, cats, dogs, birds, fish. So all of our products stem from having those animals growing up and seeing the issues they experienced. Mother knows best. You lived in a cool childhood then because, you know, there's a lot of kids begging their parents for a dog or a cat. You had a zoo. 
Oh, we didn't have to beg. My mom just came home with an animal one day and find it or someone would give it to us to rehome or take care of. And we would just have that animal in our life. All right. So you're kind of becoming the face of Pet King Brands. And you've been to big trade shows like Global Pet Expo in Orlando and also Super Zoo in Las Vegas. As a second generation in the family, the Bosco family, what are you learning about the family business and What's something you want to make sure people know? When people say hi to you, Billy, what are, what are you going to say about Pet King Brands? So I want people to know that we are growing, but we are still very much a small family business. So when I go to trade shows, I try to reiterate that story that people go to trade shows, they see a big company and they may think yeah, that's far removed from the consumer. Because at some point you get big enough, it all, all comes down to our numbers, sales, hits, but with us, it really is connected with consumers. So when I go to these shows, I get re-energized. You get to talk to the people you actually directly help. And when I got to tell them the story, hey, my mom started this, my uncle created it. They're like, oh my God, I didn't know this was a small family business. So it's not just a way for me to explain to us our story, how we still are small family business that care about just helping animals. It's also fun to see the consumer reaction to know that they're in good hands because they talk to this owner, the son of the owner, as well as he knew who the chemist was behind the product so he can vouch for the chemistry behind it. So is this a way for me to re- be re-energized with the company, be passionate about it, as well as spread the message that we are a small family business that just simply love animals? Hey, everybody. We're speaking with Billy Bosco. He is part of the powerful Bosco family, not the mafia. We're talking to the one that helps pets, champion of pet health, Pet King Brands. And we're going to learn more after we take this break. You all know the drill. Sit, stay. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. Yep, I'm your host, Arden Moore. I am having a good time talking with Billy Bosco. He is part of the Bosco family that is the creation of Pet King Brands, the big names Zymox and Oratine. But there's a lot of things on the ZYMOX.com website, 25 years. So you've grown up in the business and you've embraced the business. Lots are happening for the 25th anniversary, 2023. What are some things you can share with what you all are doing? So for 25 years, we want to celebrate how long we've been in business helping animals for. So yeah, our main thing is finally launching a new product. We are launching a Zymox ear wipes. We are also, oh, oh yeah. And we are that also- That would be nice. That would be amazing. Yeah. Wipes are hot in this market and we feel like they were missing the enzymes that our products contain. We are also launching a fragrance-free shampoo and conditioner. And outside of that is just- Every month, we want to try to promote what we're doing, and it's just 25 years in business. We've talked about dogs and cats and the beautiful reptiles. What about birds? So, like I was saying, consumers love to see their animal or pet on the label. So, we took mm-hmm. the same enzyme system that worked so well in our ear care that made us the number one ear care product on Amazon, and we put it into our new products, Avian Care. It comes in a solution as well as a topical spray. So who's the the ones flocking to do this? I know there's a lot of people with backyard chickens. There's a lot of people with talkie parrots. Who's going to be helped by this? We hope everyone. So 
I can speak for ourselves personally. You know, okay. we, we have all the animals. We have chickens, <laughs> we have dogs. We also have a macaw. They can all oh. benefit. So it's just different applications. So if you have a smaller target area, such as around the face, we recommend more of a solution. Mm-hmm. But if you have a big, broad area you want to cover, we recommend the topical spray. And it can be used on livestock as well as macaws, parrots, any bird you have. So what's the name of your macaw and does your macaw talk? He is named Java. And actually, the bird cage you saw earlier, that is actually, it was his cage. And we used to have him in Illinois in our small house. And macaws, I think, as you know, they are quite loud. And that would just echo through the house. (laughs) Now he has more faith outside. So Java gets to be away from your quiet broadcasting, right? Yes. Okay. What kind of personal pets do you have? Do you have a dog, a cat? What do you have, um, Billy? So I like to think that I have enough love when I go home and see my mom. We have plenty of dogs, cats, birds, fish, reptiles. I get plenty of love there. So all I wanted was an animal like a cat that needed me. But if I left, it'd be okay for a little bit. So I did. I have one single chinchilla. (laughs) Her name is Evelyn, and I've had her for the past eight years of my life now. What's Evelyn's personality like? And I love these regal names you give Evelyn. I I mean, if you're a chihuahua, you got pretty nice coat. You need a a nice name. Yeah, she is fancy. She is honestly, she is like a cat where she can do her own thing. So our version of hanging out is I'll let her out and I'll do some work. And when she wants pets, she'll come up to me and then (laughs) she'll run away from me. And it's honestly a very cool relationship because I need to work and she needs to hang out. Have you ever thought there should be like a documentary on your family? I mean, if you could wave a wand, what would be something you'd like to see happen with the recognition of the Boscos in the world of helping pets? It'd be a story of fun as well as sacrifice. I wish people could see the effort my mom put in to grow this business. A lot of people times people see just the successful business we have now, but they don't see the effort and behind the scenes. And as kids, we saw all of it because she was gone constantly. She was working. We were in the warehouse climbing the scaffold and we shouldn't have been, but we were in the warehouse <laughs> just growing the business. So we got to see it go from the ground up. And on the more fun side, I wish she could see the passion my mom and our family has for animals in our house growing up as kids. We had, I think, one of each animal at all times. So we had yeah, move over Noah's Ark. We got the Bosco bunch, right? Must be like a private zoo. So it'd be a story of sacrifice as well as just love and humor along the way. Now, didn't you all just take a family vacation to someplace pretty cool? Yes, we went to Iceland, which was my first time going there. And coming from Texas, you know, our our waterfall in Texas is maybe the Six Flags and San Antonio waterfall. That's the biggest one we right. got. But you go to Iceland and they have actual water, they have actual waterfalls, and it's just a completely different landscape and it's beautiful to be in. And you left at a time where Texas was having record 100 plus degree uh, temperatures for over 40 some days. Was it nice to leave that to go to, what was Iceland like? It was reasonably cold, almost felt like home in Chicago, Illinois. So it is weather I'm used to. But, you know, honestly, I still missed Barton Springs in Austin. I missed the cold water there. All right. All right. Well, I'm glad you got a great trip. People want to know more about Pet King Brands. You're the guy with the content. Tell us some things that might surprise them. What can we be looking for in social media? So because we are now big into content creation, 
I first had to lay the groundwork for our informational videos. So once now okay. that played, now you can start expecting more fun, more engaging content. We're going to find ways to reach out to the audience more because we want to have more of a community feel behind our product. I know when I go to trade shows, SuperZoo Global, I can see the interaction. I know people want to interact with our company and we're going to make it more easy and more accessible to feel like we're one big community because at the end of the day, we are just still a small business that just love animals. And I do have to disclose to everybody, I'm a fan of Pet King Brands. And a couple of years ago, I did work with your mom and your team, Deborah Decker and all. And I did team up with Pet Safety Dog Kona and Pet Safety Cat Casey to create some short, fun videos that I hope you can use on your site. Did you get a chance to see them yet, Billy? <laughs> yeah, I was talking to you earlier. That's how I first met you without meeting you. But I went to our YouTube channel when I was first getting involved in the content creation. And I said... Who is this? Did we, where's that employee? Where'd she come from? It turns out we had already worked with you in the past. Yeah, I am a master instructor in pet first aid and I do have pet first aid for you. And I've written 27 pet books, almost one for every year you've been on this planet, Billy. I better get busy. That's impressive. (laughs) Hey, any parting message you want to give? I've really enjoyed having you on our show. We're speaking with Billy Bosco. He is part of the Bosco family of Pet King Brands. Zymox, Z-Y-M-O-X.com and Oratine.com. Those are the ways to kind of check what's going on. But take a look and take a listen because this man is growing in the world of the pet industry and he's growing with a big heart and the family brains. Oh my gosh, you guys have brains. I don't think I want to take on the Bosco family in trivia. My siblings are better at trivia. I am purely... The PR, okay. My siblings are the brains behind the operation. Oh, you got some smartness too. Behind it. <laughs> My parting message would be that we love our vets. We love that they treat our animals. But I want consumers to know that the word enzyme doesn't have to be a mystery to you. Enzymes are brilliant chemistry. They really do work. My uncle, the modern day Tony Stark, built a beautiful enzyme system that I wish I can go into great depth about how it worked but I don't have the mind like he did. So to the consumer, just know there is an alternative to antibiotics that you can go over the counter to get. You just have to be informed. So if you have any questions, if you have any doubts about the enzyme system, don't hesitate to reach out to Arden, reach out to me, or just do your own research. I promise you, once you understand it, you'll never go back. I love it. It is so nice to meet you, Billy. Hope we can meet in person sometime. Have you had your chance to pick up either one of Arden Moore's new books, the Dog Behavior Answer Book or the Cat Behavior Answer Book? They make perfect gifts. They're online at Amazon.com and, of course, our website, fourleggedlife.com. Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our next guest today is a man of many talents. He is a physician, author, producer, actor, and major cat advocate. And let's just throw in retired physician. Wow. His latest creation is a short animated film called Chris the Cat. And that's Chris with a K. Let's all give pause and applause to Dr. Ross Hewitt. Are you ready for this, Dr. Ross? I am so looking forward to talking to you. You do many things, but let's dive in because this is your latest project. I did see some clips on it. 
I'm going to let you set up the plot line. Tell us about who is Chris the Cat. Well, Chris the Cat is my Im- imagining of what happened to a cat from an old Icelandic folktale where a okay. commoner brings a cat to the king's castle and the cat solves the king's rat problem and he's so grateful. He asks the commoner, well, how can I repay you? Can I grant you land? Or would you like to marry my daughter? Oh, wow. (laughs) So the commoner didn't take long to decide that marrying the daughter was the smarter move. And of course, (laughs) he becomes king later. So I love that tale because it's it kind of focuses on Scandinavian practicality and Mm -hmm. just making good choices. And then I thought, well, what happened to the cat? There you go. There's the writer in you. There's the the author. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of fairy tales out there, but I'm in the same team as you, Dr. Ross Hewitt. I'm like, well, there's the side story, right? And and it wasn't, the cat is taken for granted in, in a way. And so I wanted to explore what could have happened to that cat and came up with a nice little adventure story where Chris actually, in doing his duty of being a Mauser, gets lost in the countryside and discovers lots of things, things that he had never experienced before, including the love of a little girl and meeting another cat, which is something he really wanted to do. Now, typically when people are on a show with us, you know, to talk about a movie or blockbuster, we have to be careful not giving away the ending or anything. But in this case, there's more than just the story. Tell us what's the message? Because this is a, what is it, a gray, sort of a gray cat named Chris that meets a a cutie pie. It looks like a tortie or an orange and white kitty. Yes. uh, And her name is Freya. And she's named after one of the Norse gods. But it's about Chris taking risks, discovering new things, being curious, and experiencing a world that he hadn't really known. And all of those things are just good. They're just good for you to do. And that's how you grow as an individual. So that's really the message of the story is take chances, discover new things, do new things, just like I did in creating this film to begin with. I didn't know how to do that, but I was set myself the task to figure it out. Well, I know there are heroes or protagonists for the fancy pants people out there that sometimes the character is a dog or, you know, a smart owl or, you know, a lion. But why did you pick a cat? And tell us the bennies of picking a cat. Because I'm telling you this, this is a good time to be a cat these days. Cats are, in my experience, incredibly intelligent problem solvers. They assess a situation and then they try different methods adds to how to solve that situation. So their curiosity is just amazing. And that 
has inspired me my whole life. Really? As a child, I grew up with 13 cats. Can you remember at least four of their names? <laughs> I'm not going to make you do 13. Come on. Okay. But make- yes, we had Jenny, Sissy, Jeannie, Morty, <laughs> Patty. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'm, a, I'm, I'm keeping it. Keeping it real. Oh, they were all my meow. <laughs> Did you have any two-legged siblings? I had a sister, and I think my sister ended up being <laughs> very jealous of those cats because they got to sleep in my parents' king-size bed, and they had to get a king-size bed to fit all the cats on it. Were these all related cats or just cats that happened to come in and say, this is a cool place to set up camp? Well, the the first seven were definitely like that. But then my mother didn't get the last two spade in time. And we learned a lesson about reproduction right in our living room. And then they had a litter of six and we kept all six. Wow. Now, is this growing up in New York? Yes. In the, in the Bronx, we lived in a two-family home and we lived upstairs. And so the cats had uh, a lot of room. Well, maybe not when you're one of 13, but... Well, uh, cats are all vertical, so they just want to go up high. They don't need (laughs) horizontal. (laughs) But only Sissy was the one who stayed under the bed all the time. She was a little black and white scaredy cat. But the rest of them were very rambunctious. And it was just a wonderful experience to watch a cat mother a litter and guide them and how sometimes the father would step in and it was just a lot of fun. Wow. So did you ever have a dog? Never. (laughs) Never had a dog. I've always enjoyed dogs. I love to pet and play with other people's dogs, but I've never had a dog myself, only cats. So I want people to check out the animated film. Tell me, I see two different things. Is it 11 or 13 minutes long? It is 13 and a half minutes okay. long. All right. And tell us your role, but also could you give a shout out to, I guess you have a producer or a director? I, Amy Todoroff is our director. I okay. w- was both the screenwriter and the producer uh, for the film. And we had a wonderful uh, film and sound editor named Jeannie Travis. Original music was made for the film by a nice named Michael Heron. It's wonderful music. It really is. And then we have the voice talents of six wonderful actors based in New York City. Now, was this being done right as we were climbing out of COVID or when was this all being produced? It actually started during COVID because I had (laughs) so much free time. And I thought, you know, well, let's do something to make it useful, a good use of that time. And then in March of 2021, we went into the recording studio wearing masks. Of course. And social distancing and doing all of that. And our narrator, she was very lucky to be able to get her own sound booth because the film is narrated and we followed protocol and that was the first big step and and then it was all about the uh, animation which took 
about a year to complete. Wow. Now, this isn't your first short film. I understand Taylor Made and Direct Mail. Those are two others that you've done? Well, in those films, I was an actor. Oh, pardon me. I was not a producer or okay. uh, a writer. But it, and those were live action short films. For a while there, I was doing some of that for film students in New York. And there's a bunch of film schools here in New York. And I had a, I had a really fun time doing that. In direct mail, I played a doorman who wins like a, ja like a jackpot or something. And it was a very funny little film. So that was a lot of fun to do. Hey, we're speaking with Dr. Ross Hewitt. He is the genius behind the new film, Chris the Cat. We're going to talk more after we take this break. Sit, purr, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm digging my guest. His name is Dr. Ross Hewitt. We should probably say, yeah, he's a doctor. You're a re just retired physician. Is that correct? Give us the yes. doc talk. <laughs> For people, <laughs> not, yeah. not animals. Right. But yes, I grew up in New York City and ended up getting into NYU Medical School. I wanted to be a psychiatrist when I first started out. And then AIDS hit at that time, and I just felt compelled to become an AIDS specialist, Good. and that's what I did. Well, you won some community awards, I understand, in uh, Buffalo and New York City for your work because what a horrible disease. But what did you learn being a physician that, that makes you a better person? The most important skill you can have is to be a good listener. People need to talk. They need to ask questions. They need just to have their personhood acknowledged. And like that. So you are a man of science, but you're also a man of the arts. Can you share with our loyal listeners about your theatrical background? Well, when I was eight years old, I got to play Tiny Tim in a production. <laughs> <of> Luge. <laughs> okay. And Good. After that, I was hooked. And, right. But I also was drawn to medicine. So my life's goal became to kind of explore theater as more of a hobby and a side gig and, and do the doctor work until I was in such a place where I could step away from medicine and devote myself to creative activities full time. But I've been in over 70 plays. For this show, we have to say, me, wow. <laughs> in your 70 plays or so, you also have taken on Shakespeare plays. Doth that hard, Dr. Ross? <laughs> oh, you know, that was also one of those personal challenges it's quite a challenge to convince yourself that you're a character living 500 years ago, speaking in a language that is not completely familiar to you, and yet experiencing the same human emotions that we all experience. 
that's the challenge of Shakespeare. And I was able to participate in Shakespeare, both in Buffalo and in New York City, and such a wonderful experience. We're going to go from the old bard. Nice play, Bill. Get it? Shakespeare. Sorry. Play Bill. Bill. So let's go. You were on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? When I was growing up, my Aunt Doey watched Jeopardy every day. And when she would babysit us, I would just watch it with her. And I would be amazed because she knew every answer or every question. Right. I was like, Aunt Doe, you should go on that show. Oh, no, no, no. I could never do that. It would, I, I just couldn't do that. She was one of the smartest people I ever knew. And she was a housewife and raised three boys. So it became one of my little bucket list things to be on a game show. How far up the chain did you get? I got to eight questions okay. and I walked away with $27,500. Not a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> of course, That's where- Uncle Sam got his cut. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to wrap up the show t- diving more into Chris the Cat. Tell us how people can see it and a little bit maybe about how you did channel your inner cat to create, to produce and create this story of this Icelandic pampered cat who gets out in the real world. He's challenged and he ends up spending a little bit of time alone and he gets sad. And that happens to all of us, especially children. So I wanted to depict that and that there's always someone who you don't anticipate who's around to help you and to become your friend. And that's what happens to Chris. He's befriended by a little girl. And that uh, Helga? No, the little girl's name is, we don't know. She's just called the little girl. Oh. Snap. Okay. All right. Helga is the queen's head of household who comes to get Chris and bring him back to the castle. All right. They need him. He's got a job to do. So you've gotten this film shown at different places, right? Yes. So I've been able to submit the film to a number of film festivals, and it was just accepted to a film festival in. Melbourne, Australia. It's going to be shown at one of the biggest film festivals in August in uh, San Diego. And it's even won uh, a little award. It was given an award for outstanding achievement for children's shorts. So um, very, very happy about that. And you don't need an Oscar. You got that, right? You know, When anyone just appreciates the work that you do, it's very, very gratifying. And so I'm just grateful for uh, the support that I've gotten and for the kids who have gotten to see the film in a movie theater. All the time I was working on it, it was just my computer screen. But to see it up on a big screen, which I've done now a few times, it's, it's wonderful. I like that. I used to live in San Diego County, Oceanside. So There were times that some of the movie theaters would have things like short films and a bunch of us would try to run and get them. What do you think about short films versus these mega blockbusters? Why do we need both? 
Well, we certainly live in an attention deficit world. So, <laughs> That's true. so a nice, good, short <laughs> story engaging in a video format is going to be really a, a great thing for kids and adults. And it's a nice little break for us to enjoy it as well. But it's often a training ground for filmmakers. Very few people get to make a full-length film their first time yeah. going into filmmaking. So short film is a way to also kind of hone your craft and explore what you, your talents as a story uh, teller. I like that. Now, we can't have you leave the show without letting the cat out of the bag, so to speak. You said before we signed on, I know you grew up with 13 cats, but not because you don't like them. You don't have a, a personal cat now. Why? I am so allergic to them now <laughs> that my skin will just start to crawl if, I, if I'm just near them for any length of time, even with taking allergy shots for five wow. years. So I just ended up becoming very, very allergic. Um, so Chris the cat is my new pet. He's achoo-free. Achoo-free, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I'm thrilled with the animation and the characterization of him. The artwork is fantastic. People can go to ChrisTheCat.net. There they can find viewing links to viewing options. The trailer is there. All of our film festival participation is there and and getting the word out about the film is there as well. So I think big things are in store for Chris. We're looking at a children's book based Good. on the film. And perhaps maybe Chris is going to have other episodes as well, other adventures. So that means we're going to get the other nine lives of Chris the cat, right? Oh, it's going to be wonderful. Well, everyone, I am delighted and honored to have on our show today, Dr. Ross Hewitt. He's the genius behind the short animated film, Chris the Cat. That's Chris with a K, ChrisTheCat.net. It's starting to get some attention at different film festivals. And as you have heard, he did pretty good on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And he did a lot of good to help people during the AIDS and HIV situation, the communities. I applaud you for that. That's it for our show today, Pet Pals. Want to give a special pause up to our special guest, Billy Bosco of Pet King Brands and Dr. Ross Hewitt of Chris the Cat. Big thanks to all you great radio stations coast to coast for airing our show. And big, big thanks to all of you Pet Pals for tuning in. Until next time, this is your host, Arden Moore, saying to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there, pause up! Thanks for listening to this episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. And we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Tevra Pet, for a happier and healthier pet. Online at tevrapet.com. And also by Soda Pup, committed to providing top quality American-made toys and enrichment products you can trust. Online at sodapup.com. And also our good friend Janice at Save My Pet ID Tag. Your pets are never alone when you own Save My Pet ID Tag. Online at SaveMyPetIDTag.com. For more information about the host, to listen to past programs, and watch video versions of our guest interviews, our website is FourLeggedLife.com. And have a pawsome week.